this is Connor Lindback, owner of the Coon Squad, 2016 Flog Champion, and you're listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Commissioner's Corner. I am the Flog Commissioner, Scott Benzing, back again this week to talk some football. And we'll get right into some NFL news. Um, the biggest thing being that Le'Veon Bell has been released by the New York Jets. This came as a surprise. Uh, Le'Veon Bell had signed there uh, two years ago or before last season uh, for a massive contract. And um, since day one had butted heads with Adam Gase, the coach there, and it looks like enough was enough. They released him. They had been looking for a trade and nobody would even offer um, a late round pick, which makes sense. I mean, the Jets were obviously disgruntled and Le'Veon Bell didn't want to be there. And so teams were just going to wait and make them release him. So they had to cover his contract, his buyout clause, and now he's... Um, free to sign wherever he might want to. Um, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. He's definitely not the player that he used to be in terms of production, but I think he's still a really solid running back, and I'm sure that um, somebody is going to sign him, and he's probably going to end up getting a lot of touches. Um, probably not the featured back in an offense, but could be a good compliment to another running back. So keep an eye on Lev Bell over the next couple days and weeks, see where he ends up. Um, another thing is that there was Tuesday night football. There was a stat saying that this is the first time in 60 years or 80 years since the 1940s, I believe, that a NFL game was played on a Tuesday night. It was the Titans versus the Bills, two undefeated teams uh, getting pushed back because of COVID, and the Titans dominated. Titans looked good. No, Jake McKinley is really happy about that, that they're not frauds beating a Bills team and doing it by the score of 42 to 16. So a good all-around performance by the Titans. Nice to have them back playing um, now that they've had to miss a week because of COVID and then get their game pushed back. So looks like they're finally back on the right path. And um, hopefully we don't have any more games canceled or postponed because of COVID. Um, speaking of postponement, because this Bills and Titans game was pushed to Tuesday, there will be no Thursday night football this week. The originally, originally, the game was scheduled to be the Bills versus the Chiefs on Thursday night. It's actually been moved back to Monday because they didn't want the Bills playing on Tuesday, turning around and playing on Thursday. So no Thursday night football this week. Um, have to wait until Saturday for college and then Sunday for NFL. And with that, we will move on to my freak of the week. And typically, this goes to uh, this award goes to a player who was in a lineup or in a um, a majority of lineups in fantasy uh, that just had a monster day. But for this week, there's really only one player that deserves it, and that is Mr. Chase Claypool, wide receiver for the Steelers. I looked up some stats. He was started in only. 0.9% of ESPN fantasy leagues. So this dude was in less than 1% of lineups across all of the fantasy leagues on the ESPN app and just absolutely went off. I'm sure he'll be the top waiver ad for a lot of people. Um, seven receptions, 110 yards, three receiving touchdowns, also added three carries for six yards and a rushing touchdown. So four touchdowns, 39.1 fantasy points and half PPR. That is a big day uh, for a big dude. And coming out, the guy was always athletically gifted, 
drafted in the second round by the Steelers this year. Um, but just, yeah, good to see him break out and have a big day. I'm sure he'll be on a lot of people's radar uh, moving forward. And looks like he's going to be pretty comfortable there with Big Ben throwing him the ball. Moving on to studs and duds. Um, there are quite a few this week. Uh, some studs go with quarterback Ryan Tannehill uh, playing the Tuesday night game against the Bills. 21 of 28 passing, 195 yards and three touchdowns. Added four carries for 42 yards and one rushing touchdown. 33 fantasy points. Big day for Ryan Tannehill against the Buffalo Bills. Some honorable mentions, Patrick Mahomes, 31.7 fantasy points, and the rookie Justin Herbert looking good in a Chargers loss, another heartbreaking loss where they were up 17 points and ended up losing. Justin Herbert, 31.2 fantasy points. Big day for the rookie. He's been looking good, scoring a lot of points. Now for the stud running back, um, a guy that's been taking over for probably the best fantasy um, football player if he was healthy, Christian McCaffrey, but Mike Davis running back there in Carolina Panthers has been looking real good, filling in nicely for Christian McCaffrey. 16 carries, 89 yards for Mike Davis, also added nine receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown, 25.4 fantasy points, highest scoring running back of the week. Um, good for Mike Davis. Christian McCaffrey is still expected to miss at least another week, so just going to keep continuing to feed him the ball. Some honorable mentions, Zeke Elliott, 23 fantasy points, as well as Todd Gurley with 23. And then Miles Sanders having a pretty good day against the Steelers, 22.9 fantasy points. And as I mentioned with Chase Claypool um, in the Freak of the Week, I'd usually try to start or put guys in here that were in people's lineups. But um, this guy, I decided to switch it up a little bit, this wide receiver, Travis Fulgham for the Philadelphia Eagles. 10 receptions, 152 yards, and one touchdown, 26.2 fantasy points. Only started in 0.1% of ESPN fantasy leagues. Um, the dude had a monster game, and I think he's another guy that it might be just a flash in the pan, maybe just a fluke, doesn't do much going forward, but this week he was an absolute stud, so I'm giving him this award. Some honorable mentions. Some guys that weren't in a lot of lineups. Uh, Brandon Cooks, after having some dud games, came out, put up 26.1 with the Texans. Mike Williams, coming back from injury, 25.4 fantasy points. Justin Herbert throwing him the ball. Adam Thielen, another good game. I believe he's the number one fantasy wide receiver now. Adam Thielen, 24.8 fantasy points. And then DK Metcalf, 24.3. The dude's been getting it done all season. Continued to do it this week. And after the studs, we move on to the duds. And these are guys who just were absolute stinkers, didn't do anything. Start with the quarterback position, and it goes to Jimmy Garoppolo. 7 of 17 passing for 77 yards and two interceptions. Ended up with negative one fantasy points if you had him in your lineup. That is gross. That is not good. He was actually pulled at halftime. Uh, he came back from that injury, and the Dolphins just blew the doors off of the 49ers. No sense in um, risking him getting hurt further. Uh, it looked like he was in pain out there throwing. And so they just benched him, accepted the loss, put in C.J. Beathard, and look forward to next week. So Jimmy Garoppolo, big old stinker of a performance here. Um, some other dishonorable mentions. Joe Burrow, not looking good against the Ravens. 4.2 fantasy points. 
Matt Ryan of the Falcons, back-to-back bad weeks, 6.9 fantasy points. And then Daniel Jones, only 8.1 fantasy points. Not a good season for Daniel Jones so far, um, or the New York Giants. On to the dud running back, goes to Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Raheem Mostert came back. It was speculated that um, they would try to ease him back in maybe, but uh, looks like they were easing Jarek McKinnon out. One carry for zero yards, two receptions for five yards, 1.5 fantasy points and half PPR. That is not good. That's a bad day at the office. Uh, Looks like, yeah, Raheem Mostert's back, going to take the lion's share of the carries. Um, When Tevin Coleman comes back, uh, I mean, Jarek McKinnon will still probably have a role, but it's going to be the touches are definitely decreasing as the rest of their backfield gets healthy. Some other guys that stunk it up at the running back position, Devin Singletary, 3.8 fantasy points. Joshua Kelly for the Chargers, um, just only uh, 4.3 fantasy points. Justin Jackson actually looking like the better runner there um, over the rookie Joshua Kelly. And then Mark Ingram, 5.7 fantasy points, another guy that's disappointed all year and uh, just hasn't looked good. And the dud pass catcher, Mr. Tight End, Mo Cox. Zero receptions, only one target, zero points. Just a bad day at the office for him, a guy that had been um, producing. It looked like he was getting comfortable with Phillip Rivers and just came out and laid an egg, not doing anything at all. Some dishonorable mentions, uh, Deontay Johnson, only 0.3. He actually ended up getting injured and so left the game early, been really banged up. Um, Can't really blame him if he gets injured early, but disappointing if you started him. Zach Ertz, another dud week, only 1.1 fantasy points. Tyler Higby, 2.2 fantasy points. Uh, There's a lot of guys that stunk it up this week as pass catchers. Amari Cooper and DJ Chark, both 3.1. Debo Samuel, 3.2. And then Justin Jefferson, 3.8 fantasy points. So a lot of big names having bad weeks there. And that will do it for studs and duds. Move on to the bad benches. Some guys in the flog who benched uh, players, put other guys in their lineup, and it ended up biting them in the butt. Um, We'll start off with Mr. Keegan Scott, owner of the Magic Skull Bus. Um, benching Ryan Fitzpatrick, who had an absolute day against the 49ers. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 350 yards passing and three touchdowns, added three carries for 16 yards, 30.6 fantasy points. Keegan opting to go with Daniel Jones, who was in the um, the dud dishonorable mentions. So uh, Keegan actually lost this week to Jake by 0.5 fantasy points. So I know that he is looking back on this, reevaluating his life choices on why he chose to start Daniel Jones at the quarterback position. Um, Fitzpatrick definitely would have got him the victory and a pretty comfortable victory in this matchup with Jake. Um, The next bad bench is Jake starting uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, which was the, the dud quarterback of the week. Um, starting Jimmy Garoppolo over Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill was the stud quarterback. I mentioned uh, four touchdowns total uh, against the Bills on Tuesday night. Um, Jake came away with the W this week, though, by the skin of his teeth. Just uh, 0.5 points. Tannehill would have made that a little bit more comfortable. 
This one's a little bit more rational because the Buffalo Bills and Tennessee Titans game was always in question about whether they would just end up canceling it or postponing it. And so Jake had to go with the, uh, the smart choice, play a, a guy that he knew was going to have his game. And so he went with Jimmy Garoppolo, but with the terrible game that he had and the great game that Tannehill had that make, or makes his decision a bad bench. And then the last guy is Keegan again, benching Daryl Henderson, uh, 15 carries for 38 yards, but did score a rushing touchdown and then added 30 yards on three receptions and a receiving touchdown, 20.3 fantasy points. Again, Keegan starts four running backs. And if he starts Daryl Henderson, who outscored all of them, all four of his running backs in his lineup this week, the two running back slots and the two flexes, Keegan comes away with the victory here. So um, just another bad bench by Keegan. Bad decision. Can't blame him, though. I mean, he started Delvin Cook, who got hurt. He started James Robinson, who's been really good for the Jags. Started Jonathan Taylor, uh, promising rookie, but has been somewhat disappointing. And started Kareem Hunt, who didn't have a bad game, but didn't score as much as Daryl Henderson. Um, just another bad break, bad bench, and another close defeat for the Magic Skull Bus. And now looking ahead to the freak forecast and player hating, where I talk about the guys I think that are going to beat their projected points and the guys that I don't think have what it takes to live up to the hype. Um, start with last week, uh, not looking so good on my projections. Um, first one I had was Robbie Anderson. I projected him to beat his point total of 12.6. He ended up with 15.5. So got a good call there. Eight catches for 112 yards. Um, look good. Robbie Anderson is a top 10 receiver this year and looks to be like the number one target there in Carolina. Um, a call I got wrong though on my other freak forecast was Kenyon Drake thought he was going to have a big day, ended up with 16 carries for 60 yards and a rushing touchdown, but he's just not getting involved in the passing game. Only one catch for two yards. He was projected 13.2, ended up just shy of that at 12.7. Um, and then the last guy that I thought was going to have a big day was DJ Chark coming off a two touchdown week. I thought he was back in the rhythm with uh, Gardner Minshew. And just came out and laid a, a stinker. Three receptions for 16 yards. Projected 10.7, which I thought was a low number, but only ended up with 3.1. So bad day there for DJ Chark and bad call on my part, predicting him to have a good day. On the player hating, I was hating on Kareem Hunt last week. I thought the Colts were going to do a good job of shutting him down. Um, he was projected 15 points. Ended up with just beating that 16.8. He had 20 carries for 72 yards, three receptions for 21 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, so good day continuing for Kareem Hunt. Seems like he's been doing it every week, even when, when Nick Chubb was there. Um, I was also hating on David Montgomery, playing a good Bucks defense. Did not get a lot of yards. Ended up just squeaking by that projection because of a touchdown. Had 10 carries for 29 yards rushing. Did get into the end zone, so six points there. And then um, late in the game, Nick Foles dumping it off to him, seven receptions for 30 yards. Uh, so got a good amount of points there in half PPR with the, those seven receptions. Projected 11.4, ended up with 15.4, so 
I know Connor was happy that he started him in his lineup. That's a good day. You can get 15 points out of your running back. Um, and then the last guy I was hating on was Joe Mixon. Actually got this one right. Had a huge monster day the week before with three touchdowns. Uh, he was projected 13.7 fantasy points, only ended up with 12.4. 24 carries for 59 yards, so that's very inefficient. Did haul in six receptions for 35 yards, so a little bit better there. It seems like they're getting him more involved in the passing game, but the the Bengals' offensive line is just bad going up against a really good Baltimore Ravens defense this past week. Um, they were able to keep him in check. Um for this week, I got some new guys uh, for my freak forecast. First one is running back Antonio Gibson of the Washington football team going to the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants are just a bad defense, bad team. Antonio Gibson has been getting a lot more involved in the offense. And so I think that he's going to have a really good day against the Giants. He's projected 13.7 fantasy points. I think he beats that pretty easily this week against that bad Giants defense. Another guy I'm projecting to have a really good day in my freak forecast is wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. It seems like him and Kyler have a really good connection as they have all year. They get to play the bad, terrible Dallas defense. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has a pretty high point projection at 16.2, but I just think he's going to light up that Dallas defense like everybody else has been this year. And then the last guy is um, tight end George Kittle taking on the LA Rams. Uh, the only note I have here is that George Kittle's awesome. Projected 12 points. I think regardless of who's at quarterback, uh, George Kittle is going to have a good game. And so those are my freak forecasts. Moving over to player Hayton. First guy is a guy that I put a lot of praise on at the beginning of this episode. And that is running back Mike Davis of the Carolina Panthers taking on the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears have a good defense. Panthers aren't a great team despite winning several games. Um, Mike Davis has projected 17.6 fantasy points. I think that the Bears are going to be able to hold the Carolina Panthers offense in check, so I do not expect him to reach that, to that point total. And so I am player hating on Mike Davis this week. Also hating on Miles Sanders, running back for the Eagles, going up against a very good Baltimore Ravens defense. Miles Sanders projected 16 points, had a big day against the Steelers last week, but I think that the Ravens, what we've seen them do with other running backs that they faced, um, I think that they're able to keep him in check and cause problems for that Philadelphia offense. So hating on Miles Sanders this week. Um, and then the last guy is Odell Beckham Jr., going up against Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers are a really good defense. I think it's going to be a really good game between the Browns and the Steelers, but I think that the Browns, if they want to win, they need to move the ball by running it. That's what they want to do, and I think that they lock up OBJ, projected 12.7 points. I don't think he lives up to that this week. All right, moving on to the flog matchups. The last week I was three and one on my projections or my predictions for the matchups. First one was the Terry's terrorist going up against the Blount Force. I picked Quentin to win, um, and he did. Marcus's team 
had just blown the doors off of me the week prior. He scored almost 210 fantasy points um, and came out and scored about 120 this week. So just a, a big return to earth for Marcus's team. And he's not going to be very happy moving forward because Dak Prescott is lost for the year with that compound fracture in his ankle. Um, so called that one right with the Blount winning. I also, my upset of the week was correct. The Fresh Prince of Hilaire, Jake McKinley's team, got his first win against the Magic Skull Bus, Keegan Scott. Um, it was by 0.5 fantasy points, and it took Dalvin Cook getting hurt in the Monday night game, Sunday night game, whichever it was the Vikings played, uh, for Jake to secure this victory. And so he came away with the upset win, just barely, but a win's a win. So congratulations, Jake. Uh, the game I got wrong, the Coon Squad taking on the Savage Patch Kids. I thought that TC was going to win this game and win it pretty, pretty easily. He had been the high scorer coming into the week. Uh, but the Coon Squad took him down and took him down hard. TC's team only scoring like a, a really low amount of points, a lot of single digits in his lineup. Um, just not a good day for the Savage Patch kids. So Coon Squad comes away with the victory. And then I predicted myself, hail to the Chiefs, to beat Justin Ruff and the LeBron Kings. And it was close coming into the Tuesday night football game. I was up about 40 points. But the, the LeBron Kings still had Devin Singletary and Josh Allen going. And so it was by no means secure, especially with how Josh Allen had played up to this point in the season, putting up an average of 30 fantasy points a little over per game. Um, so I was nervous, but the Bills came out. They did not look good. Josh Allen turned the ball over a few times. And Devin Singletary was in my dud running back category this week one of the dishonorable mentions. So um, the LeBron Kings weren't able to get it done this week, drops to two and three, and I was able to secure the victory to move to four and one. But for this week's matchups, um, some things are starting to take shape. Some teams are starting to uh, pull away from the pack. Some teams are starting to fall behind, get into our first matchup. The Blount Force at three and two, taking on the LeBron Kings at two and three. Um, I think this is a game where the Blount Force uh, he's starting to starting to get together after a, a bad start. Um, seems like he's his team starting to come around a little bit, and I think that Quentin is just uh, he's going to get another another victory here. He's got Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers in his lineup. Uh, Derrick Henry starting to play a little bit better. And yeah, I think that that's a big thing for him. Um, with Justin's team, we all talked about it plenty throughout the year about the draft situation, uh, but not having Leonard Fournette in your lineup after you expected him to be a big part uh, really hurts. And so, yeah, I just don't know if Justin has the, the guys to keep up with the Blount Force this week. I'm picking Quentin in this matchup. The next matchup is the Fresh Prince of Hell Air sitting at one and four, going up against the Terry's Terrorists at two and three. Um, looking at the matchup, the Terry's Terrorists, uh, they're in some dire straits right now because half of his team is on by. Uh, Drew Brees, the Saints are on by, the Raiders are on by, the Seahawks are on by. Um, and so, yeah. And he also lost Dak Prescott. 
to for the year. And so he's going to have to mix and match, plug in some guys, might even have some empty slots. And it's just not a good recipe for success if you're mixing and matching because he has literally eight guys that are not able to play this week. And so I think Jake gets another upset here, upset in terms of record. And I think Jake moves to two and four and the Terry's terrorists dropped to two and four. Um, Jake gets the win here. And I think pretty easily next matchup is the Savage Patch kids at three and two taking on the magic skull bus. Uh, I think TC comes back up this week after a really bad game last week. And so I think TC comes away with a pretty easy victory here. Michael Thomas should be back. That's big for him. Um, the Magic Skull Bus just don't know if um, Chris Godwin's going to be back this week. Devontae Adams could be another late scratch. Who knows? And um, the Magic Skull Bus, the plugging and playing different quarterbacks every week has not been a good recipe for him. I think Magic Skull Bus drops to two and four, and Savage Patch Kids move to four and two. And then on to the last matchup and my game of the week. It is my own hail to the Chiefs at four and one, taking on the Coon Squad at three and two. The only matchup this week with uh, two teams with winning records, so that's why I gave it the game of the week. Um, looking at the lineups, the Coon Squad has been decimated by injuries. Uh, we all know about Saquon Barkley gone for the year, Austin Eckler out for a significant amount of time, um, but he still has Ezekiel Elliott, and it's just a guy that's always going to put up points. And so I think that that's a really good, really good running back to have a really good cornerstone for your team. His wide receivers have been just awesome. Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, Mari um, Cooper's been kind of up and down. And so I think that this is a close matchup. I think it's high scoring. But I think I pull ahead. And the big reason being that I have Patrick Mahomes and um, that Kansas City offense. Uh, they are taking on Buffalo, but you know what? I got to roll with my guys. Um, Raheem Mostert coming back is a big help to my team. And so um, I would just say that, yeah, I think I edge him out this week. But I would not be surprised if I take the W um, or take the L in this one because Connor's team has been looking good. And so, uh, but I just got to roll with myself. So picking myself to move to five and one and the Coon squad to drop to three and three. And that will do it for the commissioner's corner. Thank you everybody for listening, tuning in. I will be back next week, go over all the studs and duds, freak forecast, player hating, all the flog matchups. So thank you, everybody. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. You have listened to the Commissioner's Corner on the Flogcast Network. Take care.